Honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. And hello, once again, uh, you are listening to episode 105 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable. My name is Ryan. And I'm Scarlett. And I'm Matthew. We encourage audience participation. You can reach us at our voicemail at 231-846-8420. You can leave us a... uh, Email at hovpodcast at gmail.com, and I can be found on Instagram at Matthew Scribbles. You can also find us on Instagram at hovpodcast. Uh, you can find my blog at inscarletstorm.wordpress.com, and my Instagram is the fuchsia lady. And you can also uh, post a comment on our website, hovpodcast.net. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash honest.open.vulnerable. And you can find me on Instagram at Colonel underscore Tux. That's K-E-R-N-E-L underscore T-U-X. And we are back after a a bit of a hiatus. Um, This time we are recording recording in Studio Vertigo. Um, So... Yeah, it's it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a few months. Happy New Year, everybody! <laughs> indeed, indeed. And um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to update on, <laughs> and um, we're we're a little bit out of practice, so it might be a bit herky jerky. Um, I I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, yes, if you're paid paid attention at all to to uh, or in, Instagram feed, either my, mine or the podcasts, I had I had to deal a bit with some vertigo, and it just imagine some <laughs> ten well, weeks. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, persistent it was, vertigo. Yeah, it would. Um, yeah, it was. It, well, it it kind of started back in back in August here and there, and then at, at I, I had to be helped out of the building <laughs> by by my then then coworkers. I I it here here's the best way that I could describe it. Imagine walking on a waterbed while the the walls spin around you at varying R, RPMs. That's what it was like all the fucking time. So, um, so yeah, I would I would through all the the physical therapy and and you know balance tests and all, all that all that kind of stuff, and it finally cleared up like a week or so before Christmas. <laughs> Here's your present, <laughs> and so yeah, I'm and then it, dirt uh, while this was have. Um, I one I I have mentioned before that I do get migraines and while um I well and while it's happening and after afterwards my light sensitivity is just through the roof and I'm I 
for for work, I'm sitting in front of the computer a lot, a lot of the time, and obviously, you know, pretty much ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the offices out there use fluorescent lighting, <laughs> and so I I asked my neur- neurologist uh, if there were you know any if there is any anything that help that helps with that, and she's like, yeah, you know, here's a little flyer, and it's a they're 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 called migraine glasses because what uh, what what they do is they there there have been a number of tests that show certain wavelengths have um, you know they they increase eye strain and they're they're known to either either trigger or trigger migraines or make them worse and so I'm like yeah they they had an indoor pair and an outdoor pair and I'm like yeah send those right the fuck over. <laughs> And I could tell immediately that everything just felt softer. And um, there, I, I don't know how many, um, I don't know what kind of a cumulative effect that all of these fluorescent, you know, all, all these lights are ha- having on me. So I figured, okay, I'll just wear these all the time from now on. And... I'm never taking them off <laughs> unless I'm going to bed, um, because I mean they they def they definitely have helped. So um, so we've had that going on, <laughs> and then <laughs> well you mentioned Happy New Year. I am now fun employed. <laughs> that much so, fun yeah. about it though. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I I try to put it different spin on it but that that's not my term i heard from someone else <laughs> so um it's i think i talked talked about in the last episode that i was looking at uh going going to more independent lifestyle and so after a num after much self reflection um i i've decided to go to go for it um i i have a you know, I have I have a bit of a buffer um, as far as finances are concerned, so I have a bit of so I have a bit of a window to try try stuff before I'm before I'm out of money <laughs> essentially. So I figure, okay, let's just fucking go for it. Um, you know, I have lived without money before, <laughs> and you know, I'm still here. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't have like a big nerve. Well, okay. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> I did I'm have laughing cause he did have a big nervous. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did. <laughs> that's why I stopped myself. <laughs> but I mean, I didn't, I didn't like totally break down and have to be put in a straight jacket and sent, sent to the, to insane asylum in Gotham, you know? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna you know I'm I'm gonna go for it see, and see what happens. What's going on with you, Scarlett? Um, I am doing a lot of um some personal reflective work myself. Um, trying to deal with some emotional PTSD shit that uh, has creeped its ugly head, but. Uh, I'm working through it, and um, I got to go down and see my family for Christmas, which was good. Uh, spending some time with my brother really kind of helped put 
a few things in perspective. And, um, so that was, that was good. And then my mother, I don't even recognize her anymore. She's lost 50 pounds since June. Um, so she, uh, she's really looking good and feeling pretty good. Um, found out one of my aunts, uh, is having a double mastectomy because she has the breast cancer gene. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was good to see my family members and just sort of, you know, uh, do that kind of thing. Cause I haven't really got to do that a whole lot last year. Um, and, uh, I am doing some more writing and I'm really thinking about doing some freelance stuff. Um, while I still have the luxury of having a day job. Uh, because then I don't have that pressure or that self-doubt in the back of my head. You have to make this work or else, or, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And um, just one day at a time. How about you, Matthew? Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, when we last left our plucky heroes... Uh, it was a different time. It was a different day. It was 2017 and seasons come and seasons go. And with it in my world, at least, uh, some changes are happening behind the scenes. Uh, at this stage, I'm still going to, uh, remain quiet on exactly what most of those changes are. However, one of them that I can discuss is a resurgence at long last to my Instagram account at Matthew Scribbles. I took the opportunity for the holidays to give myself the gift of writing. So I started writing again and I want to do some more creative things with my Instagram this, uh, this calendar year. I've been feeling pretty good, even though we tend to be our own worst critics at times. So some of the uh, pieces that I've put up of late, I felt haven't been my best, but there are people out there who, and bless all of you who like what I'm doing, and I can't thank you enough for that. So that gives me confidence that even when I feel I'm not doing as well as I feel I should, it's still reaching people out there and making, in some small way, at least, a difference. So... That's been a good start to the year. It's been a very challenging last year and a half, so I'm really hoping that 2018 will be the better year that 2017 just never became. So things are things are happening uh, behind the scenes. Hopefully when all of those uh, fall into place, I can share them here on the podcast. But when it happens, believe me, everybody will know. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. Uh, my other side ventures in creativity in, with Burgundy Rainbow are going pretty well. Uh, we're, uh, we're doing all right there. So it's, that's been a fun little side venture for me, getting a, a different spin on doing something creative in terms of my writing. So I've been more creative, I think in the last five months than I've probably been in a, in a really long time. So what, what's, what have you been doing with Burgundy Rainbow? So with Burgundy Rainbow right now, uh, I can, uh, I can say now we've been, uh, 
recently credentialed by the Colorado Eagles uh, hockey affiliate of the Colorado Avalanche. They are playing in the uh, currently in the uh, ECHL. They are moving up to the American Hockey League coming up next season. So now the uh, our website has press passes. We can start covering the games from a media perspective. And who knows what kind of doors that will open, especially with the Eagles moving to the AHL oh, next season. Yeah, no kidding. And there may be further opportunities with that for us, perhaps for me personally. It's wide open at this point. So it's good to have a lot of uh, a lot of runway at this uh, at this juncture. So we the site has continually uh, grown uh, month by month. We've uh, we're doing really well on our social media presence and engagement. We have uh, we have a very talented group of individuals working on the site. So everybody's really pitched in and done a lot of really good things since we launched in September. So for a site that's just not even half a year old, for us to move from there to being a, an accredited or, a media organization, right. at least locally, that really says a lot. And I, I, I'm really proud of that. And just just to kind of circle back, just because things just pop popped to my head all of a sudden. So one of the, I mean, the I I, uh, I mean of the job that I was just recently released of, it, that it was a corporate decision. I asked my manager. He's like, no, I've only heard. I just heard about it, you know, over the last two hours. So, so company X. Here's your two finger salute. Um, <laughs> but um, nobody likes Company X, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, after working working with the management team at the at at my at my job, I mean, it was well. First off, it was my first promotion, and the, through our in- interactions and and you know work working together and whatnot, it taught me that I actually bring more value than what my brain has been tricking me to think. And one of, while I've, because I've, I've been thinking about being, um, being financially in, in independent for quite a while, um, a number, a number of years just, but, but, you know, but it was kind of like this, you know, it was, it, it's like the holodeck on Star Trek, you know, it's like, it's just, just out there, but you can't quite get there, <laughs> or, or or some something just way beyond reach. It's like, yeah, we're you know, yeah, I'm not gonna get that. And so, through all this time, and um, I one of my main thoughts is I'm I'm not, I'm not ready for that. I need I need to do all of these steps here. Well, I was wrong about how much value I bring. What else am I wrong about? I could. It, it's totally possible that I that I am totally totally ready to make to make this change, but I'm not going to know unless I try. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of throw throw that in there because I know there's a lot of pe- people uh, that are in my same position, just kind of stuck going job to job, going cubicle to cubicle, always wanting to you know go go out on their go out on their own and you know so you're you know we're we're all we're all i mean it, it's just yeah okay now 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 i'm just rambling all right we need to move on <laughs> well and i think i think that 
Matthew has taken a risk to a certain extent to do the Burgundy Rainbow and some of the, the put yourself out of your comfort zone to do some of the things that you've done. I think there is something to be said for that. Well, mm-hmm. We do, one of the things that we do for, for Burgundy Rainbow is live video streams of uh, pregame and postgame coverage. And those are things that I handle on my own. So I had to get over jitters of being in front of a camera and broadcasting me to whatever audience may be out there. It's almost similar to what we do here in a podcasting situation, except now people are seeing the voice behind the mic. And doing something like that, it takes it takes some courage to set up that camera and then hit that little red button for record because mm-hmm. you don't know who you're who you're reaching and what those people are going to say. They could be, hey, great job, or you suck, uh, blah, blah, blah. So over the course of to this point in the hockey season, I've done over 60 broadcasts with uh, Burgundy Rainbow. And those first few uh, steps out there, they were they were tough. I was nervous. I was stepping over my words. I still step over my words. <laughs> and some of the facts that I want to present, I either space out or I mangle them somehow. But from those uh, first initial uh, entries to where I am now, I feel a lot more confident. I'm a lot more focused. I have a, a formula that I'm still refining. But from then to now, I've, I think that's, uh, that's something that I feel is kind of my niche. I may not be writing a lot of articles like some of the other staff writers do, but I can at least bring that little spin of something that's unique mm-hmm. and still be creative at the same time. So trying something new, it may not always work. At least it may not work right away, but as long as you stay on it and polish off the things that may not be working and buff up the things that are working, then you may find yourself with a successful formula. And even if it's something that may not make you money, if it makes you happy, there's value in that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and uh, we also have a, a, a Patreon update. Um, we have um, are 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 we are we ready to uh, <laughs> to announce a launch date or has it's coming? <laughs> it's coming soon. In about three months. Okay, so so you want? To... Let's do it. So, Just do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> You've already alluded to it. You might as well just do it now. <laughs> so we we will be launching our Patreon on the first of April. No joke. Or is it a joke? <laughs> and so yes, everything's all set set up in in the in in the background or whatever. So all all three of us are re- are re- ready ready and willing to um, to announce that yes, we are we will be launching our Patreon. Uh, and we will uh, reveal uh, our our planned tiers as we kind of get closer. So, um, 
and and as we kind of, and also none of none of this is really set in stone. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're still figuring out the details. Yeah, and we're well, and they'll just like the podcast. I'm I'm sure it'll change as as we go along as well. Um, just because if you want to, if you want to sustain, you know, you got to stay malleable. But um, but yeah, I you. At at the very, um, I I know that at the low our lowest lowest tier will um get, get have will will send send it out a day er, day early and uh, you'll get you'll get some some extra little con- content as 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 well. So that is definitely something that uh, I am I am ready to announce. <laughs> so so one um, of the things that we're going to be doing is. For a certain tier is early access to the podcast. Is that correct? Yes. So, um, so yeah, stay, um, stay tuned as, as we kind of fig- figure out there, there's some, some things that I, I think some details that we still need to work out, but, uh, as those get ha- hammered out, then we'll, um, we'll announce, we'll make an announcement. So, <laughs> Right, and there, and we have a lot of great ideas that we've been discussing among the three of us. So, we really hope that what we have to offer will be worth the investment in us. Because with you making the investment in us, that makes us feel like we are better able to produce something that is, I won't say of a higher quality than what we're doing now, but we can at least take that next step in our evolution of this podcast mm-hmm. and to do new and more exciting things and maybe a tote bag. Okay, Mr. PBS. Oh, <laughs> so. God. You and your tote bags. Anyway. <laughs> so one th- one thing that uh, happened while, while I was, while the spin was rooming in my head, um, Scar- Scarlett and I uh, stayed at a tiny house hotel. Um, this this was uh, over, over uh, Halloween weekend, which, which also happened to be our anniversary. <laughs> and uh, so... I'm, so how um, that, how did that go for you, Scarlett? It was good. It was good, other than you not feeling well some of the time. But uh, we just sort of made the best of it. And and and, and it, it was it's in uh, Lions, which if you haven't heard heard about it, I don't blame you. Because <laughs> they had one one. I think they had one traffic light, and it co- it covers about like two square miles. If that. <laughs> Yeah, just 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 about. So, but it it was it was for for me it was it was nice to actually spend some time in a tiny house and mm-hmm. know what it's like to negotiate going up and up and down the loft and you know just to we have, figured out what we don't want as much as what we do want. Yeah, yeah, there is that that too. Um, but have you know what? No loft that has a ninety degree staircase. Oh, that was ridiculous. I, anyway. I'd say it was closer <laughs> to like eighty five, but it was yeah. ninety. When you're old like me and you have bad knees, it might as well be ninety. It was bad, but um, but there's some ways around that. Oh yeah, I mean, there 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 are ways. Lots that you of can... ways to get away around that. Oh yeah, I've I've seen I've seen plenty plenty that have a much more gradual. Stair- staircase up to the loft and and actually actually the um um we we saw one at we also went to a tiny house showcase um which here. was a misnomer it was a 
um, I was led to believe that it was meeting with vendors who dealt with tiny houses. I mm-hmm. also thought it was going to be much bigger, and it turned out to be a holiday house yeah. showcase, which was totally not what I expected. Not that it was okay. bad, but it was I'd... just not what I was led to believe. I, where I, okay, that was that wasn't you know on my part. <laughs> I'm just I mean, saying. I, I mean, I said it was a tiny house showcase from right from the beginning. <laughs> but the whole thing, um, it was very small, very mm-hmm. crowded. Um, which was there was nothing wrong with that. It was just kind of weird, but because we had gotten tickets in advance, and we still had to when we got there, we still had to wait an hour. Because there were so many people who yeah. had purchased at the event. So, yeah. I think it could have been handled a little different. But the the information we got from it was pretty invaluable. Yeah. Yeah, it was... I think it was like six or eight of them went in very... Um, mm-hmm. to that, and, and they all had like... They all had different designs as far as how they set up like the lofts and the kitchen and et cetera, et cetera. One of them actually had an elevator. Or a lift. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, same, same difference depending on which side of the pond you're on. Um, elevator to me is enclosed. Enclosed. Um, the lift had like a chair rail. Yeah. It would, at the waist. So to me, it's, it's, it's all semantics anyway, but, uh, uh, it's the kind of lift that you would put in your garage. Yeah, it was a garage, like a garage door opener for, type of thing. Yeah, for somebody who needed a wheelchair or something like that. So, or someone who doesn't want to go upstairs, <laughs> he can just hit, no, hit the button and. Nobody know. here has that problem. Me, um, I hate <laughs> stairs. But um, yeah, it was it was good though. Some of the ways that they did did things made you think. Oh. I would have never thought of that or, you know, yeah. So it was good for, just to get some ideas. Uh-huh. Not, nothing that I, that I would ne- necessarily use, but it, mm-hmm. it was, in, it was interesting to see, to see all the different design choices nonetheless. Exactly. And what not to do. Um, just some things that. Yeah. Like a 90 degree staircase anyway. Um, but no, <laughs> some, that's called a ladder. <laughs> Well, some alternatives to that, to some alternatives to that. I'm still stuck on this elevator bit. I'm just, I, I hear elevator and I see in my head the scene from Gremlins when Mrs. Deagle goes out of the window. <laughs> yeah, elevator is a little bit, I don't know. I think it's it's a little grand for what okay. it actually was, but fair enough. But I mean, it did this. I mean, but it does the same it does thing. The same it function. gets you from point A to point B it, up it, above. Do you really need an elevator in a tiny house? You do if you're avoiding stairs. Why not build a ramp? Because the you ramp don't, you don't have enough space. You don't have enough space, and the elevator, the or the lift, whatever you want to call it, can actually be put away. It can fold up and be out of the way. See the see the the loft is at least six six foot eight inches above you, and so you your the the ramp would be too at too sharp of an angle. Even if you use like the rest of the like let let's say you had a uh, uh, 
aloft. <laughs> I don't know why that was difficult for me to think of, but that that was like four, like the well. Usually they're like eight feet wide, the tiny house itself. So let's let's say you'd have like six. It's like six feet by eight feet the loft, and so and and you're on like a twenty foot trailer. And so then you're you're having to go from zero feet to six foot eight eight feet in like in like like four four well well you act honestly it'd have to be like ten feet because you have to give you have to give use up space at, at the end of the at at the end of the ramp and that I, that's that's just too steep of an angle for a smooth ramp <laughs> to be and useful the, and the problem with the where we stayed um, their staircase was not. The ladder itself. It was when you got to the top, you have about a foot you had to clear somehow to get into the actual loft. So you have to crawl, and there's no handholds. That's what was hard. Yeah. And if you had to go, if you had to go to the bathroom, which was downstairs in the middle of the night, good luck with that. Although we managed. Which you successfully did, yeah. <laughs> I managed, but uh, I wouldn't... And and it took me about... It took me probably about five or six times going up and down before I actually got where, oh, yeah, there is a step behind me uh-huh. because you had to go backwards. You couldn't go... Yeah. You obviously can't go forwards down a ladder, yeah, so... Yeah, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't enough uh, enough of a step to... However, <laughs> to we did see some where in the in the showcase where they had gotten around that yeah where it was a different design of the ladder and that worked better so you know there are things you can do to get around it but um the the house we stayed in was uh it, that was probably my only complaint and the bathroom at the where they put the toilet paper holder oh i know what yeah, you yeah, had to be a contortionist you had to turn turn around like you had to twist yourself two hundred seventy degrees <laughs> to to grab it. I mean, there's a reason why regular houses put the toilet paper in front and either to the right or to the left. <laughs> well, and it was so stupid because there was a built-in little storage area right in front. All they had to do was put the toilet paper right there, and it would have been fine. But no, yeah. they had to put it behind. Yeah, but. Uh, it was fun. The whole thing was really good for us to get away and kind of. And I and I did I did yeah. I did manage to get get out and you know did stuff and actually actually um there there they had one ar- arcade there that it was it was all pinball machines. One of them was the I think the largest pinball machine, like the um. The paddles were at 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 the bottom were about what was that like four four in four inches long and you know about an inch and a half wide or so, and it the the entire the machine was I I'd say almost five feet wide, <laughs> like I could barely re- reach reach the buttons and you know just standard you know stand standard length deep but but yeah it was it was a pretty pretty <laughs> so it was a pretty cool place to just kind of walk through and just look at the different pinballs that are mm-hmm. out there so it was fun it, it we uh we walked into town ate at a different 
ate it a couple of different places and just sort of chicken the flavor of the town. It's definitely yeah. a small town, very, oh, yeah. very small. Um, probably half of it is inhabited by children, which we found out on Halloween night. Um, oh, yeah. They had this uh, this huge, huge, that it was like a ha- Halloween um, what uh, parade, essentially. And it, it was just like the the main, the main, main, main street was, ju- it was packed. It was closed off, too. You couldn't yeah, actually yeah. do it by car. So good luck if you were trying to get to Estes Park because... You weren't going to be able to do it that night. <laughs> not not for about uh, but not for about ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. It was good. So so we had had uh, that that going on, and I've been work worked. I'm extremely lucky that uh, one of, one of my brothers is uh, went, has a master's in architecture, and he re- he recently got uh, passed his uh, certifications. So. Um, so I've been, and he's just as in, into tiny houses as I am. And in, in fact, I think he has like two, two, uh, bookshelf shelves worth of books just on tiny houses. <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I'm, I'm work working with him to kind of, cause there are certain, there are certain things that I'm looking out of a tiny house. And so I'm like, okay, this is my ideal tiny house. How much, how much would the material materials cost to do, you know, obviously not paying any labor or, or paying, paying for any, any certifications or, 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 you know, or code inspections or anything like that. Just just the cost of materials, just so I have a bit of a ballpark f- figure to go off of. So, um, so that so that's in process. And one thing I, that I could not not talk about, and we've talked about we talked about it before uh, two years ago, uh, but one, once again, net neutrality is in the news because F- FCC Chairman Pi. <laughs> I'm, not the I'm, tasty kind either. No, no, but I, I'm. I I can't say his name with a straight face. I just can't. <laughs> um, he, well, um, he he they they've uh, vote voted to repeal the uh, the rules set forth by Tom uh, Tom Wheeler two years ago, and um, so yeah. <laughs> Um, so I've I've written written both both my uh, both my representative and both both senators. Think thankfully they're we all say, see the same see the same way um, on on this. Um, I I I am steadfastly against any anything that goes against you know net that against net net neutrality because it. it there are like there, like Facebook, Twitter, Google, Netflix. Am- Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, all all of these big services that we've that have really integrated into our lives never would have happened if the internet wasn't an op- an open platform, and so and. Um, 
yeah, they want to put in paid prioritization where you have to pay you have you have to pay pay uh, premium in in order to get any kind of, so that people have have a de- decent uh, connection to your content, and you know they're in, internet is the great is a great leveler. Because um, so so long as you have access to the internet, then you can you can find really cost cost effective ways to to put to put your thought thoughts out out there and and connect connect with other other people, and um, so thank thankfully the com- well uh, number of the company. Um, there, there's a there's a lot of blowback against this. Um, Chairman Pai was actually scheduled to speak at CES, which takes place in two uh, two or three days, and he had been getting death threats. Imagine that. So they're like, okay, yeah, I'm not flying. <laughs> so so he canceled that. Um, which again, that. Well, let's be clear. Okay, I, let's not condone. Sending death threats. No, no, no. But that's going way too far for any issue. But I mean that I I think that speaks to how vehemently people are against this. And there's no, no. uh, I have no issue with people expressing their displeasure. However, there are ways to do that without advocating violence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. But um, think. A, a number of the companies that we just mentioned, and, and I know Amazon, Google, Netflix, and um, I've, I've, there, there's another one um, that they, um, the New York Attorney's General has stated that he he is playing, and a number of states joined him, they that they are planning planning to sue the FCC, and. The companies I just mentioned said that they they plan on jo- joining joining that as well. Um, they can't sue yet because actually the rep- they just voted on the repeal. It still has to go through some processes before it's actually put on the put on the federal register. At that so at that at that point, then you know they can file a lawsuit. But right now, there's nothing on file for them to sue. I guess if if that makes sense at all. There's no there that's there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um so yeah, def- definitely write write to your if you live in the US, um definitely write to your rep- representatives and and senators to help, you know, to get 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 behind get behind this to keep the in- internet open. Um I've also I've also written written to uh the State legis- legislature and or the not, well, the rep- representative and senator for in in my in the in my state district, um, to see if there you know maybe we can set set up like a municipal ISP or something or something that has diff that has there there's a different um there's this different set of bylaws and regulations that that um a municipal isp has to abide by um to kind to kind of buffer ourselves against against Com- uh, comcast uh doing anti-net neutrality um 
or whoever the providers happen to to be. Right. Well, here it happens to be Comcast, (laughs) but, but, but yeah, it's uh, so, you know, that, I mean, that, that's, that, that's what I would suggest, suggest doing to kind of, so just get, get involved, you know, make an action, maybe if you, if your ISP does happen to be one, one of these, uh, monopolies like Verizon, Time, Time Warner, Cox and, and Comcast, you know, right. You know, reach con- contact them and make, make your opinion known that, you know, you'll, you will do, do, you know, so yeah. <laughs> I haven't. I don't think I've made sense for the past three minutes. <laughs> so, make your voice count. If you want to get involved in that, reach out to your your uh, your local congressman, your local senator. They have local offices where in your in your area. Also, their offices on Capitol Hill in D.C. So, if you want to reach out to them, of course, their information is easy to find on the internet. While the internet is still open, go ahead and Google that, or however you whatever search engine of your choice happens to be. So if this is something that is important to you and you don't want to uh, see a free and open internet go by the wayside, make your voice heard. Yeah, if you want to continue to get a good solid connection to hear our podcast, <laughs> right, right to your local representative. And, to, and donate to our Patreon so we yeah. can make sure to bring you that quality content you so richly enjoy. Exactly, because there's no way that we could afford to pay for a for the paid prioritization there's no there's we don't yeah we're broke anyway (laughs) unemployed (laughs) fun employed (laughs) now to the most important topic on (laughs) on today's podcast yeah well i i want to make a disclaimer The, the previous topic was the most important right yes sure yes yeah yeah this one is equally important but fun Exactly. Um, if you have not seen Star Wars The Last Jedi, we're going to talk spoilers. So skip ahead um, <laughs> until we're done. <laughs> yeah. Well, well yeah, this, this is uh, – we're kind of ending on this. <laughs> so – so if you haven't if you haven't seen it, which I strongly suggest you do, if you haven't, then pause pause it here. Come back after 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 watching it because we're going to spoil the fuck out of this. There's your warning. <laughs> so um, I I avo- I avoided pr- that, that was talk like pre movie come coming coming out um did did you matthew read up on uh, like on any of the news prior or or anything on it prior to it being released i maybe saw the first trailer but that's it i didn't even know who was going to be in it aside of course from the usual suspects minus carrie fisher so uh well she was in it she was in she it, was but. in it but she didn't die until post-production yeah. but i got and into a big argument about with my brother about her being in it because he hadn't even seen it i was like yes yeah, she's in it and he says no she's dead and i said she's still in it and yeah 
You better do a big She discussion. was alive when they recorded. <laughs> well, you hope so. <laughs> they do amazing things with technology, just like what they do with Rogue One. <laughs> yep, yep, that's true. So I... Uh, just like you, Matthew, I saw I saw the first official trailer. Um, it showed showed me enough to want. Well, I wanted to go see it anyway, but it got it got my squeeze going, and I'm like, okay, that's all I need. And you you both saw more than I did because I didn't even see the trailer. I purposely stayed away from all of it, except they kept doing memes about. Chewbacca and the stupid little oh, furby, little yeah. animals that I don't even know what you call them. Porgs. They are porgs. Porgs. Okay. Well, they kept showing up in memes. And yeah. So I already kind of knew what was coming. But that was that was the only thing I saw. Yeah. I, I tend to just because yeah to avoid spoilers and you know who, who knows what else that they talk about that might ruin it or whatever but i f- i find in the um well a- as as i was wa- watch watching it um there was like i was like whoa that's an interesting cho- choice uh to go storytelling wise and and it it de- um well i def- definitely noticed this after when I actually did watch like reviews and everything, this, this movie was divisive and <laughs> hell yeah, it was. And, um, and so it's kind of like empire in that way in that, you know, it does, it doesn't, um, well, the, I don't, I don't know, but like a lot, a lot of the tr- choices that they made it's just it's not it's not your it wasn't um you know your cook your cookie cutter star wars movie certain i mean it it felt as far as how they told the story as far as like the methods of special effects and and character building and obviously the soundtrack and how and how and how you know how it I mean, it definitely felt like a star, like like a Star Wars movie, but but yeah, I was kind of one. Um, your take was so. Well, the divisiveness I knew was going to happen anyway because when you have a fandom that's this large, and opinions are going to be countless. There's not going to be a movie that's going to come out for anything that's going to please every single person. There's Mm -hmm. going to be, I hated this. I loved this. No, you're wrong. It was all bad and this and blah, blah, blah. But for me, I thought, you know, yes, I, there's going to be those similarities to empire. I already had that in the back of my mind. I was like, Oh gee, what are they going to do here? That's going to be similar to empire. Like how force awakens was similar to continue hope. And there were a few things that ticked off those boxes. We got the we got the the surprise the surprise because I didn't know what was going to happen. And I'm, mm-hmm. It was cool that it happened. Uh, the surprise visit from Yoda and you know his you know final lesson that he imparts to well final that we know of to this <laughs> point a lesson that he imparts to to Luke before you know destroying the symbolically destroying the last Jedi Temple and and everything, but. That was great to see. I was left underwhelmed with the combat scenes 
all of, all of them with the exception of maybe the first one with uh, the bombers. Uh huh. I thought that was probably the best combat scene, but yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. The lightsaber scenes, I was not. I, I thought they could have done a little bit more, a little bit better. But that being said, the the fight between uh, Ben Solo and uh, Force Ghost Skywalker was, I thought it was a nice twist. Yeah. I thought that was very well done. I didn't expect that to be the end of Skywalker, but okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any. Ex- I tried to go into these without any expectations, so I didn't. I didn't think that it was going to mirror, you know, the 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 original trilogy. I thought. I thought that they did um, for Force Awakens to kind of show. Yeah, see, we're yeah, we're not we're not doing it like the prequels. See, see, see. Right. And then and then you know, okay, come come back. The the water's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought it was kind of used. It it was done. You know, for that for that reason. And then it's like then you know I figured from from this from from Rogue One on that they would just you know they would just bust bust open you know with you know it's like okay everything's on the table now <laughs> so i i would say to a certain extent that's true with especially now the fact that han solo died in force awakens and now skywalker's allegedly dead in last jedi and now unfortunately carrie fisher is truly dead yeah so i want to know what they're going to do with her character although it would be really easy where they could just simply mention her and say, well, you know, she died of natural causes. I mean, it's it's it, there's so many ways you could go with it. And I would say that's that's true. And what my fear is, just like with Last Jedi, where you have the the side that loved it and the side that hated it. However, they choose to approach that subject, there's going to be the people who love it. Oh yeah, and the people who are mm-hmm. going to hate it. And instead of just being able to accept the fact that, well, when someone is truly dead there's only so much we can really work with in uh-huh. this, in this mythos it, yeah. yeah just yeah. and you know the the mystery of what the force is especially because we never really got to see uh leia use much of the force aside from you know gliding back in <laughs> yeah she was never you know even in the original trilogy she was never heavily involved in the force nor did she act like she really wanted to be but she did have that connection Mm -hmm. she had you know but it doesn't surprise me that they just they downplay that in her character yeah it doesn't it doesn't surprise me well it didn't it didn't really come come into bear and until towards towards the end of the of uh return of the jedi well and they keep they they refer back to it. So they allude to some things that may have happened when Han and Leia were together. Um, but they never they never come out and just say it. So you just kind of have to infer whatever you infer from that. But it doesn't surprise me that they downplayed her involvement in the Force. Yeah, well, I mean, there was that Seeing when Luke says in time, you will you will use the powers I have, you know, you will learn to use the powers I have. And, you know, so I mean, so they so they do actually say that she that 
she has that ability. <laughs> doesn't mean she likes it, though. It no, doesn't mean no. that she particularly, you know, you have to remember she's basically married to an atheist. If you want to look at, if you want to look at, at least the force being, yeah. if you want to, if you want to look at, if you want to look at the Jedi being a religion. So, um, very cynical, definitely a cynic. Um, and look where that well, got him. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was a believer. It wasn't that he did, but he, you know, at the end, he was a believer. So just hard to, it's hard to say where they're going to go. And that makes it part of the fun is what are you going to do? And, you know, and it was just, they did have some nice twists. Um, the Yoda was one, the visit from Yoda. And then the end, when you realize that that isn't physically Skywalker, that mm-hmm. he's not really there. Um, that was kind of a nice twist too. And I thought that was a nice little expanse on what we can see in the force because we've seen, you know, the lightsaber and the levitating of the rocks and, you know, fighting the little orb with the shield down and look, you switched off your targeting computer or something wrong. Force lightning, but we've never actually seen full on like physical combat from a force projection. And I thought that was yeah. really, really cool to open that door to say, this is how strong this last Jedi master became. But you know, I, I, at the beginning, I wasn't impressed only because I could see the glimpse of that whiny ass little Luke Skywalker before he ever even knew about the force where he was just whining. And when, when Ray came to, to ask for his help, he was a whiny, he was started to act. He started to sound like a whiny little punk, but then he, he pulled out I would, of that. I would say more more of a curmudgeon. I could hear it in his whine. He was whining. It wasn't even gruff. It was just like, go away. <laughs> Are you still here? And it was just and I just wanted to I, I think that could have been done a little better. And and actually, actually in uh I in in these reviews that I was watching and all that um, i heard that mark hamill actually had um had like a lot of conversations with ryan ryan johnson about about that uh, about that specifically that he had he had issues about about the way way that the you know they, they had that's they, they had some back back and forth on it so um well it showed how much that he still had to learn he didn't know mm-hmm. everything. At the, yeah. He still, he went the other way. He went complete hubris, and then he went the complete the other direction where he didn't want anything to do with it at all because he fucked up so bad in his own head. So I, I think that, you know, there's something to be said for the way that they did it. I just, that would have not necessarily been my choice. It's a good, le- it's a good, if there's any lessons to be learned from that is, uh, Beware of your own hubris, and in spite of uh, failure, failure can teach you a lot of things. Yeah, actually, that uh, that was Yoda's whole message is that failure is the best teacher, mm-hmm. which I whole I wholeheartedly agree about on that. So, and that, and so I, I think that that was a great a great little nugget to leave everyone with because that was kind of towards the end of the movie but i kind of want to talk about the very the various uh 
storylines that were go, going on. One was uh, be, between uh, Luke, Luke and Ray, um, and we we need just um, just from the just from the trailer that you know well well just the way that the last movie ended you knew that they that they had to interact at some some somehow so how um what were your thoughts on how on how that storyline progressed uh well you know with i i could see ray's willingness to want to learn more but i think it wasn't because she wanted to learn about the force. She just wanted to learn how to use the force. Mm-hmm. And she thought she, she got smacked was... down literally by, by Luke saying, no, it, it's not something just to lift rocks. It's something that <laughs> yeah. binds us all together. You know, the, all the whole, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi speech, the force binds us all together. And <laughs> But she was, I think that she was well-intentioned because she wanted to save Kylo. And it frustrated Luke because there goes the hubris again. And, and yet she's like, no, you don't get it. I see something. I see what you don't see. You only see the potential. And she was so angry with Luke because he had already made the decision Mm -hmm. about the potential. And I think there's something to be said for that, that, you know, and, and yet you can't save everybody. Yeah. I think that was a good lesson, you know. Um, So Luke and Ray, I don't think that was the big connection. No. I don't think that that was the big storyline. No. I think that was just, frankly, it was a way to, okay, Luke is a part of this, but he's not. To call it the last Jedi (laughs) was a little bit of a misnomer. I think it's fair. Yeah. I think it's because, totally fair. Yeah. I I just think that the story wasn't about Luke though. That was the whole uh, right, you know, right. and I think that that at the very end when, you know, uh I think the new catchphrase is everything about that sentence is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um so they did manage to say I have a bad feeling about this one time in the movie. I think I think it's in a contract that they have to do that because every movie has it uh, so far. Uh, but uh, I think that will be the new catchphrase. Everything about that sentence is wrong. And uh, when he points out, you know, I won't be, you know, when I die, I'm not going to be the last Jedi. I think that that was that was really the the message, I guess. Um. But he was Luke was such a small part of our, part of it. In and it wasn't end. really he wasn't really supposed to be the central no. figure anyway. Right, right. But the 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 title, the Last Jedi, is in some ways it reminds me of when it was the episode right before the Doctor Who fiftieth when everybody mm-hmm. went nuts about the, the that show that mm-hmm. that finale's title, the name of the Doctor. Yeah, and everybody got freaked out because like, oh why should we have to know what his name is and it just went nuts and it just turned out to be a line that was very well delivered about the war doctor's actions not being done in the name of, of the, the doctor. doctor and i think the title of the last <laughs> jedi is very similar to that mm-hmm. 
And and then uh, another uh, storyline was one uh, between uh, Ray, Ray and Kylo, or or Ben or Ben Solo. I thought that was <laughs> done very well, and I think that that twist when Kylo reacted the way he did to after you know helping defeat the mm-hmm. the uh, I don't know what you call it the the um ah his nope. master's his master nope. yeah. yeah his master's uh henchman um just for him to she realized oh wow luke was right he tried to tell me and just that but yet she didn't give up she right. didn't want it she didn't she still believed he could be turned he still and i think that that also i think that that sends a message too that it it you can still be optimistic you can still exp- you can still hope for the best in everybody but yeah. you're not going to be able to save them all and um so that was a very powerful relationship i think i th- i thought i got i got it got all of their little skype sessions <laughs> got force time to, yeah force not time. not mine yeah, but not my yeah. material <laughs> and it, i i like the the little moments where they broke broke down the fourth wall a bit. He's like, wait, can you can you see my surroundings? I, I can't see you. <laughs> and it's like, oh, put on a towel. <laughs> <laughs> and then the moment where they where they touched and the and Luke a- acted like an overprotected father. <laughs> He's like. <"Durr." laughs> Wasn't his penis? It was just his hand. God, and, and he wasn't actually there. <laughs> and he wasn't even there. <laughs> but yeah, I thought those those were nice little little moments. But but yeah, I thought their storyline highlighted just how uh, how much of a gray area it is. As as f- it's not this red ver just this red versus blue, or, or you know, it's even not- good versus evil. It wasn't yeah, even exactly. Really, it's not black and white. That she had the potential. She had just as much as potential to turn to the dark side as he had to mm-hmm. turn away from the dark side. Right, but but it's on a, it's on a gradient. It's not like mm-hmm. this bi- this binary. Thing, uh, which that, which the I I thought that the that's that's one thing that I noticed that a lot of people had ish, issues with. That I thought they were just they that they were like oh no no midi chlorians anymore. <laughs> we're getting we're getting rid of that. We're going back. We're going back to the you know the storyline in the original trilogy that it it is this universal force that you can you know either manipulate to your own ends or you know or kind of use use it as as a as a tool to for future learning or whatever i thought that they were just diving deeper into back into that philosophy whereas a lot of people were like no well well and i know one of one of them mentioned mentioned that 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 pretty much invalidates like over 100 100 books from the expanded universe which is irrelevant (laughs) now thank you disney yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) but um, i was wondering what your thought thoughts were on that (sighs) well i like that there are shades of ambiguity because then that makes it more relatable to to the real world. Right. So there's 
no one that's ever truly good or truly evil, just people who do really good things or truly horrendously evil things. It's just, you know, the choices that those people tend to make. And it's so different within this story. Uh, I you, We could clearly see the conflict with uh, within Kylo Ren and what he's he thinks he's going to try to accomplish. And then we see that conflict again in Rey where – and it's on multiple fronts with her where she's trying to discover what her purpose is and she doesn't know whether it's what it means or – how it, what form it takes, and then there's this whole thing with trying to save Kylo Ren and then become a, a pupil of the greatest Jedi who ever lived. And there's there's no clear cut with, with especially with Luke, and he's telling this story from a certain point of view about <laughs> why he did what he was doing, and then you know here comes the uh, the, the the context from the other side saying, mm-hmm. well. Did he ever tell you what happened? It's like, oh, it's Empire again. But <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, in a way, I think it's like looking at two the opposite sides of the same coin with with these two. And you know, when you saying that it's not so black and white about good and evil, um, a great example of that is what's her name. Is it the? It's Laura Dern. It's her uh, character. Holdo. Holdo. Yeah. yeah. Where she, it appears that she's not doing the right thing. According to or maybe Poe. she's doing the right thing for the wrong reasons or the wrong thing for the right reasons. It's it's very. It looks it's it's really your point of view. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and well in that in that specific instance, you know, think about who. The, about the kind of character that Poe is and what he would, I mean, if, if she d- did and answer his question, like what, what's the plan? You're just, you're just, you know, you're he's going to go do the opposite anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, think, think yeah. about, you know, what that, that would bring up in him and how it would screw, screw up her, her plan. So, you know, it's kind of you know, like, uh, uh, need, need to know information. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the uh, one other one other one that I wanted to talk talk about was uh, Finn and Rose, which I I thought I I liked a lot of the moments, but I thought their storyline was a bit of a shaggy dog story. It wasn't. It definitely was not. I don't think it was meant to be a focal point, right? Per right. se, and I think Finn. Is actually one of the weaker characters. I'll agree to that. Yeah. Um, however, you can't. The story wouldn't be the same without him, though. So I think that they, to me, Finn and Rose actually seem like busy work. Yeah. Give Finn something to do. I mean, now at the end, when she says that powerful line, oh. when she says, what will destroy us? I, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it's not about destroying what you hate. It's about saving what you love. Um, I loved that. That was that was a powerful I, 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 line. Yeah, I yeah. was I was all glassy eyed there. <laughs> um, I I have to say, and Rose served her purpose. Oh yeah, she was at first. It was to avenge her sister, and then it's like, wait, there's a bigger purpose here. 
And so I don't think that it was completely busy work, but it served a purpose. It served a purpose, but it was such a, on a list of priorities, it wasn't high at all. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. And um, a lot of people agree with you. <laughs> and I think that the connection that Finn has with Ray was much more interesting. I also thought that was significantly overlooked in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he's almost like when she mentions Finn, it's almost like an afterthought. And when he says anything about Ray, it's almost like, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that that was, that was a huge overlook. That was, that was overlooked. But, uh, so Finn and Rose didn't, that connection didn't really move the story along. No, it didn't. For me. It was more of a, you know, gifts here. Don't forget about Finn. Yeah. Give him something to do. So yeah, that I mean, I'm really curious about where they were. J.J. Uh, Abrams go, goes goes with nine because now that Ryan Johnson has pretty has erased a whole bunch of stuff from <laughs> from Force Awakens. So it'll be interesting to see what what they what they do. Well, especially with uh, with uh, Princess Leia, how how they plan plan on addressing that. They could you know they could go one direction where they completely downplay her completely um and make people very upset and oh make yeah very, or they could or they could send her on her and never show her on the screen there's a way to do that i mean and still make people very upset and, oh exactly yeah. exactly nobody's a, it's a kobayashi the Mario. only way the only way that anybody that everybody would be happy is if she didn't die if she didn't <laughs> die and uh, sorry that's not gonna yeah you know hey <laughs> um and Carrie Fisher has always been hugely. She, I was a, I was probably a huge fan of hers, um, up until, and really not even it wasn't even her acting that got me later in life. It was her writing. She is an she was an amazing writer, and she wrote about her own life by fictionalizing it. Um, Postcards from the Edge was straight up about her and her mother. Um, so just just a lot of different it, it stirred up some bittersweet memories for me. Um, and I just remember thinking, wow, you can see every line of every good time that you've ever had is written on your face. And the same could be said for Mark Hamill. Yeah. Neither one of them have aged well. <laughs> so. The fools can do many things except. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've come to the conclusion that I'm okay no matter what they do. At as long point, as they yeah. don't write her out of the mythos completely. Even with, even with Han Solo, they kept him in the mythos. Uh, by not overdoing it, mm-hmm. they didn't overdo it, but that but you know he's he was a part of that. So there's yeah. yeah. So so I'm okay with it no matter what. But uh, I think that you're not going to make everybody happy. No, you never. No matter are. what you do. 
So um, there's there's so so much more I wanted to talk about with this this movie, but we we are running short on time here, so um, we're gonna have to uh, wrap. Set your course for light speed. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, light speed's too slow. Light speed too slow. <laughs> Ludicrous speed. <gasps> Ludicrous speed. Sir, so, no one has ever gone that fast. <laughs> so I do thank you for listening. Um, we we definitely appreciate any fee- feedback. Uh, uh, so please comment using the channels. You can be found on the contact page at hovpodcast.net. And you can also uh, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or TuneIn. 